Welcome to the Mediocre Outdoor Podcast, where I talk about the old ways in a new way. Technology is great, but knowing how it used to be done can only progress us further. So join me and my guests as we talk about everything from canning to skiing and everything in between. Well, I'm on the road this morning. It's uh, November 10th, so Veterans Day. And I think the conversation I wanted to have today is, um, that's kind of fitting, but it really wasn't planned to have anything to do with Veterans Day, but uh, it really is one of the biggest things that our veterans deal with. And uh, and that's just uh, grief, right? Uh, trauma, grief, all those things. Um, people that are put in horrible situations and deal with horrible things and, and how do they, you know, cope and come out the other side. And I'm no expert at this. I just, I just feel that, uh, I want to talk about it. And so I'm going to let, let you guys listen to me ramble on about the things that I know and the things that maybe you're dealing with me and who knows, maybe this is my way of dealing with my own mental issues um, from recent traumas. But um, anyways, that's what I'm going to talk about today. So here we go. Well, it's uh, what, November the 10th. And so uh, here we go with uh, me struggling to get you guys content. But um, anyways, it's been a it's been a very peculiar week for me. Um, we had a uh, we had a tragic accident and a tragic death in our uh, in our circle, and um, a lot of us have been trying to recover from that and. So today, instead of really talking about, I don't know, just talking about hunting and fishing and stuff, I I think we need to talk about another part of our day-to-day and and just people and life and and the things that we don't talk about much. And uh, mental health is becoming a more and more open thing lately it seems like and and just something that people have always just kind of buried and dealt with for the good or for the bad and now um is becoming more accepted to talk openly about um which i think is a great thing i I think you know being a first responder for a portion of my life um and and dealing with some you know trauma and tragedies it's it takes a toll on a person more than than you initially think at the time and it used to be even when i was doing it here 15 20 years ago um it was really a thing where you just compartmentalized it and you separated it out and you buried it and you just didn't deal with it. You ignored it or you, you, you know, 
force yourself to forget about it. And the older I get, the more I start realizing, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that that's a very dangerous, dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, I probably most people, um, I myself hate feelings and talking about feelings and I hate the word feelings. Um, but with that said, you can't deny them. They're there. They're part of our DNA. They're part of our makeup. And I think that the way we handle stress is direct, directly related to feelings. Um, for me, I, I despise that word just because of the way social media and stuff these days uses that and it just it the word feelings hold such a negative connotation with the whole weakness and you know not being well just yeah weakness or not being strong right it's just it's one of those things that if you show feelings you're weak and this day and age you know, you're either weak or you're strong. Um, you either have thick skin or you don't. And I think that's all real horseshit, honestly. Um, so today I want to kind of talk about some of that stuff. And, you know, I have, I have no expertise in this other than, uh, some very minimal training I had, um, when I was a first responder and also just life and wisdom and experience. So I'm by no means an expert on this, but um, I feel I have something to offer. So uh, anyways, what I want to talk about first is when something tragic happens. When I say tragic, I mean it can be anything from somebody seeing something happen that is traumatic to them, whether, you know, it could go to one side as somebody harvesting an animal and, and somebody that's not used to that seeing it, and that could be traumatic for them. It could be as much as somebody saying something to somebody and causing them to be uncomfortable or hurt their feelings or whatever. Um, or it could be something as horrendous as, you know, watching a family member or something tragically die in a, you know, horrific accident or somebody passing away, a loved one passing away from cancer or some kind of illness. Um, it takes so many different places in our life and, and can hold so many different situations. So, um, I'm sorry, I lost track of what I was saying. Oh, so anyways, so yeah, it is it, not just, you know, these things like over the last 10, 15 years, it feels like, well, actually, I guess 20 years, it, it, uh, it seems like when you talk about 
tra traumatic situations or the word PTSD, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it is a real thing. Um, you start relating that to like military service or, you know, first responders or something like that. And yes, those are the extremes, but that's not necessarily all of it. I mean, it, it can be such, such a small thing, like, you know, somebody cut you off on the freeway, you know, um, and, you know, an altercation in the parking lot of the grocery store, those things all give us different feelings, which is anxiety, could be anger, um, sadness. I mean, all these things can cause you to have a traumatic experience. And I guess what I'm saying is it's, there's there's no one thing there's no blanket coverage this is what is traumatic to you and what is not but it's how we deal with that which makes a difference and what i'm starting to learn um in my life is that there's there's lots of ways to handle it now a lot of people will say you know, you got to go see a psychiatrist, you need to talk to a therapist, you need to, you know, get medical attention. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's true for all cases, some extreme cases, absolutely. Um, sometimes, you know, people will self-medicate with, you know, alcohol or whatever, and that's not necessarily a good thing either. Um, I honestly think the best way that I found for myself, uh, and what I really push to my children and, and people I know, um, is just sitting down and having a conversation, um, just getting that stuff out, letting somebody know what you're feeling that alone is going to is going to relieve so much anxiety and stress from you. Will it fix the problem? I don't know. It may, it may not. But I know that it's a great, great spot to start. For myself, um, I have been really working on trying to be a good listener. And I know that's kind of been a cliche buzzword lately, but there's some truth in that when, when you can just, when you know, somebody's having a hard time with something, if they've had an event or they've had a situation that they're just upset about, um, especially if it's a major incident, just being there for them and letting them talk. You don't have to come up with a solution. You don't have to be a fixer. All you need to do is sit there and listen to them. Be present while they explain what they're going through. That there is so huge. Um, for me, I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm one of those people that I, I love to relate to people 
Um, I try to get on their level. So I have a really bad habit of when somebody tells me something, I try to find a story in my life to relate to them. So it's, you know, one of these things where somebody tells me something and I say, no, I don't want to call it a one upper, but it's like somebody will tell me something and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I had that scenario. A similar situation happened to me, yada, yada, yada. And to me, in in my world, if somebody does that to me, it gives them credibility. It makes me want to say, oh, OK, maybe they have a solution for me or that's how I deal with it, right? Like that's where I go into a situation is if somebody tells me something, I automatically want to tell them a story of, you know, similar value or similar situation to where I feel like they're now going to say, oh, well, he understands where I'm coming from. You know, he has credibility in this. Maybe what he, you know, the wisdom he has can help me. But my wife, of all people, has beat me over the head with the fact that that's not how things work. Um, that's how things work for me, but not necessarily how things work for everybody. And definitely, I found, does not seem to work well with the opposite sex. Um, guy to guy, I especially with my close friend group, I've had really good success with that model. Um, with With women especially my wife, my daughter, people I know close to me that are the female persuasion. It it becomes like a weird thing where they think I'm attacking them or I'm trying to make it about me. And so that doesn't always work. And what I've learned from my wife um, is that you just need to listen. And so I've been trying to work on that a lot. And um, recently, like I said, we had we had a, a tragic loss, um, and it affected our whole family, and um, our extended family, and our close friends, and just it, honestly, it affected our entire community. Um, but it directly affected us. And um, I tried I tried this tactic and so far I feel like it's working really well. And it's just letting people talk, letting people get their emotions out there and however it comes out. Um, but what I've realized is that with all of this, with the healing process uh, of getting through this traumatic stuff is give people the opportunity however they do it to get to get out those feelings however they come um the worst thing you can do is hold those feelings in whatever they are whether they're sadness whether they're anger whether they're shame whether they're happiness whatever it is those need to come out and they come out in different ways. The, the, the healthiest way I think, in my opinion, is verbally. Um, you know, some people, when they get super upset, uh, they might get physical, um, hopefully not with other people, but you know, they break something or, you know, just need to destroy something or, you know, go do something destructive just to, to get that anger out. Um, 
some people cry, some people laugh, some people, you know, talk. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways of getting that stuff out, but as long as you're getting it out and you're getting it out in a mental and physically safe way, um, the absolute worst thing you can do is go start, you know, drinking or doing some other substance, get your, to try to numb yourself or get your mind off of it. And all you're doing is opening yourself up for a, uh, another, another bad situation. And so numbing yourself is, is by no means the right way to deal with this. It's not going to go away. You're not going to be able to, to get rid of what you have bottled up unless you find a way to release that emotion. Um, so I find if you're a good listener and most of the time you can get somebody to sit down, maybe it's in a, you know, a quiet, intimate spot where it's just you and the other person and you can, they can just unload what they got going on. Um, and you can just sit there and listen and take it and let them get it off, uh, get it off their chest. Other times it's better in a group setting. You know, you get a lot of close friends around people that that person trusts and you just sit around and, you know, you kind of round table it. You let that person talk, you know, you, you talk about experiences, you know, you do kind of what I was saying earlier with to relating, you know, you just, you create a safe space for that person to, to release those emotions, whatever they are, where they feel comfortable and safe doing so. And that, that is probably the healthiest way to, to get that situation resolved. Um, I, I have found that sometimes, honestly, it's just easier to, to give people space too. Um, sometimes people just need to have space. So however it works, um, for you or for the people you're around, hopefully some of these, you know, tactics, I guess you'd call them will work for, for whatever you or, or somebody, you know, is dealing with. Um, you know, you just kind of have to have a feel for it. You just have to be able to kind of assess the situation and know if you know the person well, which hopefully you do, if you're going to take on this role, um, you can kind of, you kind of already have a feel for what kind of person they are and, and how they deal with, with things. Um, sometimes you need to just ask questions, but Whatever you do, just make sure that that person is not holding on and to whatever it is and burying it. You want to, you want to get that out in the open. You want to get them to release that emotion or that um, that thing that they're dealing with. Let them get it out, however they do it. But uh, it's it's one of those things where you can't see it, right? You don't know what's going on with somebody sometimes. You don't know where they're at mentally. 
um, if you know if they're if they're just to the point where they just feel you know everything's collapsing on them and they just feel that doom and gloom if they're just angry and upset about a situation or if they're you know just having a rough day it, it's it the severity changes constantly and it changes with the situation you have to be aware of all this stuff um as as a good listener you have to really assist assess what's what's going on with that person through body language um through you know um historically how they behave and what's their behavior now um you know where's their where's their attitude what do they look like um have their habits day-to-day habits changed you know all these things are things that we need to be paying attention to to try to help somebody or yourself for that matter if if you're noticing these things about yourself maybe you need to find somebody that you confide in to sit down and be a listener for you um but that's that's the the great thing about you know the human race is that we're we're so uniquely different um that we all have our own thing so anyways just something i wanted to talk about for now um and we'll go with that and we'll see where that goes so grief um yeah grief is is one of those things that uh i you know everybody has to grieve you just you just have to um, there's no other way around it. You got to get uh, the things I was talking about earlier out, and there's only one way to do that, and that is through the grieving process. Um, now, earlier I talked about tactics, which are, you know, ways that can help you grieve, but grief itself is kind of a, you know, it's kind of a process. Um, there's actually five parts to grief, right? So as you're going through the process, you kind of hit these milestones, um, that have been noted in, I don't know, scientific studies and people that study these kind of things. And, uh, I don't want to say clinical studies because then I sound like a, uh, Pfizer commercial, so I won't, I won't use that one, but, um. Anyways, the, the, the five stages are, uh, see if I can remember these, um, denial is the first one, uh, anger is the second one, so you, you first, when something happens to you, you first, you, you act like it doesn't happen, um, you know, like, like we're talking is the unhealthy part of, uh, uh, dealing with these kind of things. And then the second part is anger. And anger is, you know, what you would expect. You, you, you first, you can't compartmentalize it or you can't push it down in the corner. And so you're, you're forced to deal with it and that makes you angry. And so then you want to 
lash out and, you know, you're just mad because it, it's not working. You know, you can't, you can't get rid of it. And then eventually you make it to the third stage, which is the bargaining stage. So now you can't get rid of it and you can't beat it into submission. So maybe you can come to an agreement with this thing, right? Um, maybe if I do this, this won't happen anymore. If I do this, this will go away. Um, and then there's depression, which is the fourth stage. And now you've, you know, you've fought as hard as you can fight and you've tried to just strong arm this thing in any way you can and you can and now you kind of stoop into this thing where you're just... You give up almost, right? You just, you're exhausted from trying to deal with this. And, uh, anyways, the last stage is acceptance, which is where you just get to the point where you're just fine. It is what it is. I have, I, I'm over being angry about this. I'm over, you know, all the things that I just mentioned earlier. And you actually come out the other end of this. Um, and, you know, I have myself have gone through this stage, I don't know, countless times in my life. Um, they come in different forms. Sometimes it comes immediately. Um, I mean, there's, there's situations where I've lost a loved one or, or something and, or dealt with a really, you know, messed up situation where... I can go through all five stages within minutes. Um, and then there's other ones, you know, the really, really tough ones um, that take days and weeks. And sometimes I've had them to where it, I've gone for months before I got through the denial stage. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not a cut and dry thing. But when you, when you can recognize maybe some of these stages are where you're at, um, it helps you to kind of walk the path a little better than, you know, just not knowing what's going on and blindly trying to deal with these things. So I hope for, hopefully that's helpful. And, um, it's just, it's hard. It's hard seeing something that you can't unsee, that you should never have to see. It's hard losing somebody that is special to you um, for no for no good reason. You don't you don't have no justification for it, um, or maybe you do, and you just have a hard time of letting go of that situation. Um, and you listen to this podcast, which is about, well, a whole 12 people. So, um, if you're in those two brackets that I just mentioned, uh, hopefully this is helpful for you. But, uh, I just want to say, you know, to everybody, all 12 people that are listening, be strong. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. 
mental health is uh, is something everyone struggles with, um, and and sometimes all you need is just a, a good listener or, or a group of friends. And not that this is really where I was planning on going with this, but I'll throw out my little cliche mess message. Um, people to get to the extreme end of this, and, and that is that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens when you, when you don't recognize the, the five signs, or five steps of grief, um, Also, I wanted to just kind of say, you know, happy Veterans Day to all my veterans, um, my veterans, my veteran friends, and, you know, the stuff that, uh, veterans do cannot be measured, um, it goes for first responders as well, but, uh, the freedoms that we share in this country... And the things that let you go on and do your day-to-day job while having your head shoved up your ass as an American um, is our right, but only because of the people that put their lives on the line to make that happen. Um, So, to all veterans out there, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your service. And... uh, I hope all is well with all of you today, and uh, happy Veterans Day.